0: It to tough shit, the podcast that puts your first world problems into perspective. I am your host, Count Cory, and with me today is Christopher, the creature feature.
1: Why are you talking like an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> That's a spooky old timey. Was that my surprise? That was it. I uh, love it. Uh, oh my god, it's so scary to do the whole thing like that. No. (laughs) Okay, tell Uh, me your favorite thing about me in that voice.
0: Christopher, I love to make fun of your shitty feet. Oh. (laughs) They are bad. Actually, was it yesterday morning?
1: One of my toes got stuck in in Mandy's sock while
0: she was wearing her own sock. (laughs) It freaks her out. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> anyway, you have made it to Tough Shit, the podcast that puts your first world problems into perspective. We're your hosts. I told you all that already. I'm Chris. I'm Corey. I already did it. Yeah. but uh, Corey yeah. told me to keep quiet for the first part I of the show, it, and I, I did. I was so proud of him. He was over there just shaking with <gasps> excitement. So Uh, I'm I'm having my third cup of tea. Oh, that's just what you need after this.
1: Now I'm going to open this hibiscus LaCroix that you donated to me. That's good It's my fee to be here with you. Oh, it's your fee. Yeah.
0: You give me a seltzer Uh. water. So yes, you made it to tough shit. Um, Off the top, we have an Instagram, at ts podcast official. I suggest going over there and checking it out. We put stupid funny pictures up. But let's get into it. Today's topic is funerals. Because mm-hmm. you know, we did weddings last month, and I'm like, I don't want anything too heavy-handed after that. So we did funerals, get it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, it's October. It's the best month of the year. Yeah. I'm so yeah. excited. Halloween, I love it. Fall. It's so spooky. Yeah, the, the weather finally got cool. Uh, the leaves are changing. It was All the... 37
1: degrees the other night. It but was... somebody in this room has not turned their heat on yet, and will not do so until November 1st. <laughs>
0: You are absurd. It's
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also wearing shorts. To- shorts till November. I say it every year. Shorts till November. I'm wearing shorts right now. Oh,
0: God. When you get old, like, I, I think old people generally get cold easy. You're going to be that guy in a sweater all fucking I'm year. hot all the time. Yeah. Oh, you're I'm hot. I'm warm right now. Yeah. Or, or Oh, okay. I'm, I'm so over am the here. opposite. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: I'm disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Like right. I showered twenty minutes ago. We're gonna record for a little over an hour. I'll probably have to shower again. You're gonna sweat it out of you. Yes,
0: it's nice in here. It's comfortable. Nipped. Well, we so so we're talking. It actually is pretty comfortable. In yeah. Here. Anyway, let's get into it. All right. So we're at, we got funerals today. Sometimes known as the last hurrah, the big sleep, or a cold meat party. Which is not That'd to be, be yeah, that's every, not to be confused <laughs> with those cocaine-fueled ice bar parties that Chris used to throw back in the seventies. <laughs> the cold
1: meat party—I <laughs> wasn't even a lie. Sure, I like that. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that was one of the things that came up, like a cold I'd never heard that.
1: Yes, every old relative that I've lost, they always have a sign
0: outside the church that says <laughs> the fucking the cold meat party <laughs> or the big sleep. Wasn't the big sleep a movie? The big sleep, I believe, was a boss fight in one of the borderlands. Hmm. I, I don't know. Anyway. So yes, now to get into it with complaints. Now you might ask why funerals are a first world problem when humans from all cultures and all walks of life have been dealing with sending off their dead for thousands of years, and you'd be correct in that statement. But in the modern developed world, funerals have become something of a production for some, uh, you know, leading to unnecessary issues. Now, uh, before we stab at some problems, first world problems. Is that a pun? It could be, yeah. I got a few of them today. Good. I uh, I, I want to say that everyone deals with death very differently. So if people act irrational or a little different at funerals, it's completely understandable, uh, because it's usually a sad affair and it's something you I'd, don't deal with often. I'd rather see somebody
1: act irrational at a funeral. It's when you go, and that's okay. Just real quick, as far as like tough things. Yeah. Like I'm looking at is like, yeah. Fucking, it's hard anyway, because whoever it was, presumably you liked him. And yeah. Died. I mean, if he didn't, then whatever. Yeah. But it's, I'm thinking of, like, Western funerals, typically. I see I see that as tough. The way that, like, I mean, you're just, you dress up in black. It's very depressing. The burial, everything is just, mm-hmm. like, the body's shepherded away immediately. It's, it's just uncomfortable. The whole thing, yeah. Absolutely. That's why I like to see people get emotional at a funeral.
0: You know what I mean? You like
1: to see Well, the, no, I mean, like, God, instead of just- you fucking
0: sadist piece No, I'm of sh- just saying. No, like, you just it, go, you <laughs> go to funerals. You're standing there watching people just bawl. You know, they just lost a little you're over there. Just like a pants yeah. off behind you're a like, bush. Yeah, you're <laughs> fucking touching yourself like, yeah.
1: No, like, fucking if you creep. see somebody get- emo- <laughs> I'd rather see somebody get emotional at a funeral than somebody just stand there like it's just one, like it's a wedding that's ruining their yeah. Saturday you know
0: what I mean? I I I do I do. I want to see. People I I always in like crying. Yeah, the- I I know myself. I always, it's awkward. I I always find like you can't anything you say. You feel like whatever you say isn't gonna help. You know people's attitudes like, you know which you might- I
1: think is not because. Then you awkward. just don't I'm end up saying, awkward. Well, as yeah, shit. I think everybody is when there comes to that sort of thing. Yeah, and I think that like somebody comforting you and saying something does mm. help. And it's when people are just like oh, I don't know what to say, and then they don't say anything, and then you
0: didn't help at all. I mean, you say sorry. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, like, yeah, you, I don't know. I'm not as touchy feely as you. We... Maybe
1: they should do like. Uh, okay, <laughs> we discussed so, this yesterday. Yes, <laughs> I got some Italian
0: in me, and like the hug. What do you want?
1: <laughs> I'm not we running
0: for office. <laughs> I can hug anybody I want. <laughs> It was just a hug, yeah. Uh, All right, well, all right. So I I guess back to the complaint thing. Some issues at funerals are things like in first in the first world, as I said, as a production, it's you know like not being flashy enough. Some people complain like there should be more flashy. Oh, you know, it's there's there's not enough flowers, or why did you get so and so such a cheap casket, or family members get upset when a certain guest arrives to pay their respects. Like, did you see who showed up to this? You know, to uncle ed's fucking well yeah
1: because it usually it'll it, it, it's like it brings people together that maybe haven't seen each other in a while. so mm-hmm. yeah i can see that but yeah
0: so it, it seems like some of the complaints a lot of time are they get kind of petty but it's as i said before funerals are a weird thing they will kind of bring out an odd reaction in some people because everyone mourns differently uh one another thing with just like weddings funerals are fucking expensive
1: yeah, yes. what, that,
0: well, I know we're probably going to talk about it,
1: but like that uh, Caitlin Dody put it good. That uh, she was talking to some funeral home director who mm-hmm. said like the idea, the funeral home industry exists to sell coffins. Mm-hmm. Was it the average cost? I think of a funeral. In the North 7 America's to like- 12. Yes. That no, was, it was that eight, was eight statistic. $8,000 to $10,000. Yeah. So I ruined the statistic. Yep. See, so it kept me quiet at the beginning,
0: and it's just karma. You I had still, to ruin something else. I know. You still ruined it. Statistics shot. That's it. Fucking, it's over. I'm End stopping it. it. No, I'm not. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's some of the, the complaints and all that. Do you have any personal stories? I know you said you, you feel awkward. Is there anything that stands out? Did you ever have a, an odd experience or- a odd
1: experience at uh, a funeral.
0: You know, something that was kind of unnecessary or someone acting upset or anything like no, that. No,
1: you should be upset at a funeral. I said that, but like differently I upset. I don't um I don't know. I don't like around here, we're in I mean we're fairly fairly <laughs> rural middle class area. that's like mm-hmm. it's, uh, every funeral pretty much is the same and i like for any, the most part yeah i mean i've been a pallbearer a couple times i was very really scared mm-hmm. about dropping the body yeah didn't but
0: i, <laughs> I <laughs> what did you think you were going to be doing the coffin dance i was just a yeah. child <laughs> pushing it up and down you know that's a thing Yo. <laughs> oh that's right you don't know anything outside of ign well come on now <laughs> Hey, no, What I, websites I guess, do you have uh, IGN? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so I guess personal stories about if you're not really me personally mm-hmm. and this is I'm sorry, I'm scared of dying. Oh yeah. So actually, like when I proposed we do a funeral episode following the wedding wedding episode it was just to be a smart ass. But now that we've done it and like I've spent like a month reading about funerals and no. such, it's been a little therapeutic. I yeah. guess. I, I can I, see that. I can like when we were young, you were a fucking hypochondriac. Oh yeah. Everything was gonna kill Corey. Big time. Everything. Like Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. Now, pretty good. Oh yeah, it doesn't uh... I'm
1: convinced oh, that
0: you were you're dying every other week. Yeah, I know that well
1: it was like two or three years ago. I was on like, my way back from uh we went paintballing in the Poconos mm-hmm. and I had this like five and a half hour drive back by myself and I had fallen like a couple weeks before that. I fucked up my back and I did something to a rib. Yeah. That's all it was. But I convinced myself because I was I was listening to what was I listening to? <laughs>
0: you were, I remember the, you telling me stand. this story. I was yeah. The, audio stand, book. the stand. A...
1: Twenty five hours into it, so somebody in there dies from appendicitis. Uh huh. And I had this pain in my abdomen. Yeah. It was from fucking falling on the <laughs> ground. But in my head, I. I was convinced. I drove by emergency rooms and thought about swinging into it. I'm dead serious. <laughs> wow. I was fucking, I don't know what, something broke in my brain for like yeah. a year. It's a little better now. And I never finished the stand. Yeah. Because I you can't now. By it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. That's my personal story, I guess. I don't want to die. But now after well, no like one does, But learning a bunch of cool shit about end of life rituals and mm-hmm. such, I might pick something else other than like. I don't want to get buried. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, same here. Cremation. Yep. And like even that, like reading about stuff like it's so it's very
0: industrial. It's
1: very impersonal. You know what I mean? Okay.
0: Yeah. But anyway. So uh, uh, yeah. So all right, personal story. As I said before, I'm pretty awkward at funerals. Never feel like I have the right thing to say. I try to lighten the mood maybe by, like, telling a joke or something, but you're half, like, choked up, and the person you're talking to is, like, all teary. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, you're trying to tell some cheesy joke or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm sure your jokes really kill at the funeral. Few- <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh All right. The one thing that kind of stands out, uh, I do recall being at um, my grandmother's funeral when I was a teenager, And I remember my dad's buddies showing up. And I I think it was the weekend. I think it was like Saturday when the actual viewing was or whatever. And my dad's buddies showed up and they were like half cocked. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, they were like shit-faced. And I just remember being like, wow, people show up drunk to funerals. And as I grew up. I myself had gone to the funeral home intoxicated on more than one occasion. I would say I have. Yeah, probably. We have. Yeah, we, we I was definitely there. have. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, one in particular, but I do know there was. Yeah, there was two, two or three. Just don't have them I'll, on weekend. I'll remind you after this, but yeah, uh, yeah. It, so that was the one thing that kind of stuck out to me with personal stories is surprising number of people are intoxicated at funerals. That's not surprising to me. Uh, I which is, now as an adult, it's not, but when I was I a mean, teenager, you're, yes. You're
1: drowning your grief. Which yeah. really, if you think about it, like a wedding is supposed to be a very happy occasion. You wouldn't think that you would need to alter Get your hammered. head with alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then the funeral is where you should be sad, and you should be, well, right. you shouldn't be. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, it's I could see yeah. somebody fucking getting fucked up because yeah, somebody they the care pain. about yeah. died, and that's what you can think about. I yeah. have one question, one thing to add. Okay. You want to make it a little more fun at a funeral? This, I just thought of, <laughs> yeah, like, how do you make a funeral fun? Put a card, like, you, you don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Put a fucking gift box, card box out like it's a wedding. Yeah. People bring a card and give the bereaved $50. <laughs> how <laughs> is that not, you how is that a, a bad idea?
0: You a money grub at a funeral? What the fuck? Why not? I, I mean, okay. I guess. I don't know. Maybe huh? that is some, somewhere in the world they do... Do something like that? They do some
1: weird shit. I always think I it was a no. Hunter S. Thompson, when he fucking, like, you ever see his funeral?
0: Oh, the fist cannon? Yeah. Where he, like, <laughs> launched his
1: ashes out of an explosive fist, like,
0: 100 oh, yeah. feet high, and just... <laughs> that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He oh, shot himself, though, didn't he? He did. He killed himself. The Um One thing I've seen is uh you can get yourself cremated and packed into fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. Packed into, like, mortar shells and shot off. Yeah. Um, Mandy wants to do a bio urn. What's
1: what's that? It's like you get cremated. They put your ashes in with like a sapling or like a like a oh okay. whatever a tree. All right, yeah, and yeah. Then they plant the tree and then it grows. <laughs> really,
0: your ashes aren't doing anything <laughs> just to help. But like she wanted to do like the most organic thing ever. Just she could like <laughs> just <laughs> take my body out into the woods and let it decompose. That's a thing. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll talk about it no. if you want. No, no. Gosh, she wanted to be blueberry bushes, but I told her the deer would eat it. <laughs> Oh yeah, diamonds, you can get pressed into diamonds. I've seen that. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, you get your ass. Eventually you become a diamond anyway, though. Maybe. I mean you could long, long term. Long enough. Someday you will die and then something's gonna steal your carbon. I know. Modest, modest. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that. about time for a new album. I think they have one. Because it's been I do. I think 2014.
1: Seven years. It was eight, almost eight years before that, so it's been a long oh, time. Oh, yeah.
0: I th- I want to say I think they did. Anyway, before we trail off on Modest Mouse albums, <clears throat> I believe your first was Stories. Oh, <clears throat> okay. Do you do you want to go ahead with your story? Sure. Okay.
1: Actually, believe it or not, um, this one's a little, not short, but it's shorter than normal. Short for you? Yeah. Okay. And uh, there's some, <laughs> <laughs> there's also, like, I have my introduction, there's going to have to be some, like, alterations to this. I made, made some promises in it that I didn't quite get to, but okay. we'll get it anyway. I just wrote it to it yesterday and today. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do you want to hear the I'm title?
0: Ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right.
1: So the title is, How Do I Come Up With a Better Story Title Than the One It Already Has? So it's, and you may have heard of this, and I don't care, because it's just, I just got obsessed with this. Okay. So we're just going to call it what it is. Okay. <laughs> A sky burial. Oh. Ever heard of a sky burial? Um. How about the towers of
0: silence? Mm-mm. Okay. I
1: just <laughs> I just
0: think of Bioshock Infinite. What? Yeah, you're in the sky. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. that's a
1: great game. Yeah. Um. So uh, we're not gonna get to the towers of silence. I was gonna talk about both of these because they're very similar, but I got through a sky burial and like. I, that was it. Okay. That was the whole thing. All so right. I kind of lie a little bit, but okay. So this is not so much a story as it is the one-ish funeral or end-of-life practice that I finally decided to run with because I had to pick something because I had too many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, over the past month, <clears throat> I've read about dozens of funeral rites, customs, and rituals. But honestly, if you take... I'm so glad you haven't heard this. I really hope you haven't. <laughs> I, I I don't think. <laughs> if you take sky burials at face value... They're just the most Halloween-sounding of the bunch. Mm -hmm. So you got all the right birds. There are birds. okay, Vultures, crows, ravens. You got all the right people. Uh, Monks, along with guys called body breakers and corpse bearers. The locations are perfect. A bare rock covered in blood at the top of a Tibetan mountain at dawn, surrounded by chanting Buddhist monks and ornaments made from bone. Huh. Or maybe an ancient stone structure in the heart of a sacred forest protected by a massive iron door. And on the other side of the door, Mm -hmm. a deep and dark pit measuring 150 feet across that has swallowed up generations of bones. It's centuries-old rock stained with blood. Of course, on top of all of this, the fact that the sky burial was first recorded—well, the Tibetan sky burial—was first recorded and a 1,000-year-old Tibetan document called The Book of the Dead. <clears throat> this is sounding like really metal. Oh, yeah, it is, man. <laughs> uh, but that's that's really what put the final nail in the coffin for me was that oh. one. So
0: <laughs> – <laughs> Put the nail in the coffin. That, this is all, all
1: right. real. Uh, and speaking of coffins, <clears throat> don't expect to find any here today as sky burials are very much open-air affairs. Hmm. So as I mentioned up top, today we'll be covering two different types of sky burial. That is a lie, <clears throat> just one. And but I didn't want to rewrite this. <laughs> That's fine. Um, How long ago did you finish that story? An hour ago. <laughs> All right. Uh, and to be clear, these two methods are not the only ways to. But I do want to. I will mention the other ones. So they're not the only ways to practice a sky burial. They just seem to be the two most well-known methods. Uh, That, and as far as I've read, they're the only two that are still practiced with any regularity today. But before we get into it, let me try and clarify what a sky burial is is in its most basic form. The two things that are absolutely essential off the get-go are, one, a dead body. Mm -hmm. Two, carrion birds. As both of these essential ingredients are found all over the place, It's no wonder that sky burials have been a method of corpse disposal the world over for thousands of years. Actually, first evidence, I think, was like 11,000 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Let me Hmm. take a sip of my tea.
0: Oh, have at it. So, Uh, carrion. You said a carrion bird? A carrion bird? Am I saying it right? I think so. I said carrion. Carry is it like C A R R I O N. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like crows and ravens and yeah. shit like that. Because there's that Parkway Drive song called Carry On. Yeah. And I always, every time it starts, I say this next song's about luggage. <laughs> <laughs>
1: These are fucking cucks. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> they were great. Oh yeah, yeah, they're good, solid. So, um, yeah, you need dead bodies, carrying birds, and this has been going on for thousands of years. I don't know about you, <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I can't throw a rock outside my house without hitting a dead body or a crow. So, what, <laughs> that, that's news to me. Yeah. I think being your neighbor, I'd be like, sure is a lot of corpses and crows around here. <laughs> so, you've got your corpse and you got your birds. From here, it's pretty simple lay the deceased in your preferred position and let the birds do the rest. Obviously, there's a little more nuance to it than that, yeah. but regardless of the method or ritual surrounding a sky burial, the desired end result is the same, the body being carried piece by piece into the sky by carrion birds, rather than being buried in the cold, dark dirt. The flesh, muscle, and organs literally ascend into the sky. Yeah. That's that's pretty rad. Pretty simple. So you can make the argument that a sky burial is the simplest, most economical, and most environmentally responsible end-of-life ritual. And you just throw them outside. I would so, say, yeah. As far as catching on with us Westerners, it may be a hard campaign. Uh, seeing your recently deceased loved one flayed and then devoured by dozens of vultures could be a little hard to swallow.
0: Yeah, especially if you spend all that money on that suit, you know? Like, so, get a nice to, suit. Or... You're
1: supposed to let the yak go afterward. I guess that gets expensive. A yak? We'll, we'll get into that. Okay. It. All right. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, plenty of cultures around the globe have no such qualms about the practice and have been happily playing dinner host to hungry vultures for millennia, though their reasonings and techniques can vary wildly. In northern Australia, for example, aboriginal tribes constructed wooden platforms to lay the deceased on like six or eight feet above the ground and offering to hungry birds while keeping the body out of reach of other predators and scavengers. This practice was less tribute and more a precaution. The small scaffold was constructed away from the village to discourage ghosts of the deceased from returning. Ah. At the same time, the ghost's earthly belongings were all destroyed and for a period of time after death, their name was not to be spoken aloud. Put, uh, as put in uh, Atlas Obscura article I read on it. It's pretty much um, like every time you take a dump, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all your ghost turns. Manny makes you shit outside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have <that> to shit up. <laughs> and don't speak of it for weeks.
1: <laughs> have both neighbors have dogs. Um, so... What the fuck am I? <laughs> so pretty much like the idea behind that, and this is I got this comparison from an Atlas Obscure article. Uh, they were essentially giving the ghost the cold shoulder until they left town, pretty much ignoring them. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah.
0: Letting the ego dissipate. That thought process that that computes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So on the other side of the globe, some Native American tribes would occasionally practice sky burial as well. For the most part, they would bury their dead, but uh, typically it was reserved for dead warriors. Uh, Members of the Sioux and Lakota tribes constructed burial scaffolds that were almost identical to those found in northern Australia. Uh, But even more striking than that, sometimes a sky burial performed for a fallen warrior meant that he was lashed to a tree, uh, served up to the sky with his favorite favorite horse killed and bound to the trunk below him by its tail. Hmm. And this is actually more recent than you would think. Like I found photos of tree burials from like the 1920s. Oh, wow. I don't think they still
0: do it. I I know I had heard of that in North America, the platform and the body up on it. yeah Yep. So, yeah, to the best of my knowledge, uh, neither the Sioux nor the
1: Lakota are still performing sky burials. Uh, So let's talk about some folks who are very much still feeding all of our soft bits to the birds. All right. Off the top, I made mention to the mountains of Tibet. Mm -hmm. So let's head there now, figuratively. Because, as we'll get to shortly, they're not really big fans of sky burial tourists. Uh, (laughs) I can imagine. Uh, 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 Where's the dead
0: folks at? We'll get to that. (laughs) Uh,
1: As I said earlier, uh, the first recorded mention of Tibetan sky burial popped up about a thousand years ago uh, in the super fucking metal sounding Book of the Dead. Mm -hmm. But likely the practice far predates that record. Uh, though surrounded by tradition and ritual, sky burials in Tibet come from a very practical place. The rocky mountain terrain means very little soil, making traditional burial difficult or sometimes impossible. What about cremation? Well, that would require fuel and wood. and There's Not much up there. No, now. no, without hardly any trees anywhere the only thing the only thing burning's oh this is awful uh, the only yeah. thing's burning in the mountains are the tibetan monks themselves but we'll what? get to that later wow it it has relevance uh, yeah, well,
0: yeah i know the burning monks protesting <laughs> it, vietnam yeah. yeah yeah so we'll get we'll get to that later <laughs> meanwhile chris is in the shrubs touching himself at a funeral <laughs> at
1: a, all right so uh, so you got your body you're up in the mountains in Tibet you've got your yeah. body you can't bury it you can't burn it, but you get a pile of folks with strong stomachs and a healthy vulture population. Mm-hmm. Didn't take them long to figure out what to do. I know that typically my half of the show sees me rooted firmly in the past, mm-hmm. but the Tibetan sky Barrel is very much a story that lives and breathes in the now. A corpse could be okay. A corpse could uh, be prepared for its ascent, like it could be happening right now. Oh, right well, now. Okay. I don't know what time
0: it is in Tibet. I mean. I believe Tibet's close to China. Yes, and I think it's almost a day and a half, or like a, almost a full day. How's that work? No, oh, it wouldn't no. be a day and a half. No, 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 no. It's a day. It's what is it? It's it's. I don't. Remember. We'll look it up. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, they could be doing it right now. And speaking of prep, how does this actually work? Uh, Stripped down to its bare bones, it's actually pretty simple. The body of the deceased is left out on a flat rock or sometimes a pedestal, and the local carrion birds, typically vultures, though there's, like, condors and ravens and crows and shit, too, that do it, Mm -hmm. um, but typically vultures devour the flesh and internal organs, leaving only a skeleton. The whole process can be over within, like, 30 minutes. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's fast, man. Um, Presenting it, yeah, of course, like, Presenting it simply, though, like, that's it in its most basic form. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It doesn't do the sky burial – it does it a disservice. Personally, like, my initial reaction to this was revulsion. Yeah. But now I'm kind of in awe of it. There's a lot of work and a lot of meaning that goes into a sky burial. First, the deceased needs to make it to the burial site. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes the body can be driven at least nearby, uh, but at other times – I've seen your photos. Uh, at, at other times, the corpse is literally folded in half and strapped to a hiker's back like a Jansport. Come on. And walked up a fucking mountain. Really? Dead serious. Wow. Yep. <clears throat> once, Damn. Yes. Once reaching its destination, the corpse is prepared under the supervision of a Buddhist Lama. And let me, let me say. <laughs> okay. Okay. More as a joke to myself because uh-huh. I don't make jokes to myself. Yeah. While writing this, I put on a three-hour loop of like Tibetan healing music. <laughs> <laughs> Did it? Because I'm to help like, you get in the zone. I'm getting real into it, and uh-huh. like I'm just like, how funny am I? And then like three hours later, I'm just like super like fucking chill, and bike, feeling peaceful.
0: That's great. It worked then.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah, it's prepared under the supervision of a Buddhist Lama. And speaking of destination. The burial site could be as simple as a patch of grass or a flat rock or the grounds outside a beautiful monastery like – I'm going to pronounce these wrong – but like uh, Drygund or Gandon. I'll show you pictures. It's fucking awesome. Oh, I Uh, remembered how it works now. So – and I mean that. (laughs) These places, like, they look amazing. Uh, Smooth and immaculate pillars, pedestals, towering monoliths, and all on the side of a mountain covered in colorful prayer flags. Oh, yeah, I see a lot of the flags. Yes. That's that's a big thing there. Not a lot of black.
0: No, it's very colorful. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the contrast between this and a crowd of folks dressed all in black burying someone they love in a box is pretty stark. Mm -hmm. So the body has made it to the launch site. Now, I'm calling it a launch site. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Now, here's where things get a little messy. Most accounts from witnesses say that the corpse is left whole when presented to the waiting birds. And I'm just gonna say vultures from here out, and out because it's mostly vultures. I don't want to keep switching back and forth, but that's not always the case. Some sky burials require the work of ragyapas, maybe, uh, ragyapas or body breakers, <clears throat> under the direction of a llama, The ragyapas flay the body of the deceased and then yeah, just they're keep they're... Doing... oh yeah,
0: oh, yeah, <laughs> 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 just keep explaining. I'll just get the metal riffs All, all right, time. ready. <laughs>
1: The rhodiakras flay the body of the deceased and then cut the corpse into pieces and present the meat to the vultures on a rock like a horrifying charcuterie board. (laughs) That was fucking sweet. (laughs) Fuck the show, let's start a
0: band. Uh, Wow,
1: that is... uh, No, they literally like, they cut it up and or sometimes they actually, like they'll pulverize the bone and the meat into a paste, and but typically it's left whole. Yeah. Um, wow, and that's insane. To watch these guys at work, the Rug Yappas, <clears throat> from a Westerner's point of view, mm-hmm. they could come across as cold, unfeeling, and disrespectful. Not that we're being disrespectful. There you go, no, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, they work at the body like a butcher and laugh and joke while doing it. But there's a very good reason for this. Mm -hmm. From the Buddhist point of view, the body is only a vessel for the soul, and jovial, laughing ragyapas uh, can essentially make the soul feel a little more comfortable, more relaxed, and coax it along to its next life. Yeah. At this point during the preparation, the waiting vultures know they've got a meal coming and may be getting a little impatient. Mm -hmm. So much so that some of the ragyapas arm themselves with sticks to keep the hungry birds at bay until the body has been fully prepared. Once the ragyapas retreat, however, the vultures make short work of the corpse. Depending on how many vultures show up, the entirety of the deceased, minus the bones, could make its ascent into the bellies or in the bellies of dozens of birds within minutes. In terms of how graphic this gets for witnesses, that also depends on the amount of birds that show up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Mm. dozens or even hundreds of vultures will descend upon the body, resembling a small mountain of their own a writhing mass of black and brown with the occasional glimpse of red. When they're full and dispersed, only bones remain. This is ideal, as the fewer the birds, the more icky-sticky for witnesses to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not only that, but if only a few birds show, or none at all, it's considered bad karma on the deceased, and their soul may not make it to the next life. It's because of this that sky burial sites are spread out from one another to ensure that vultures show up, they don't get too Yeah. That, and too many burials in one area, can lead to an infestation of ghosts. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like a cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, absolutely. Right? No, you're right?
0: Co- completely right. What am I laughing at you? Yeah. Yeah, no, it that- <laughs> makes a ton of sense. <laughs> Fucking cemeteries are spooky as shit, man.
1: I love cemeteries. I, uh, but we'll get
0: in Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like
1: walking in them and biking in them. I think it just they're like, quiet and really yeah. reminds you of your own mortality. <laughs> yeah. It's why it's fun to exercise in a cemetery because you're just like, fuck you guys. Hey, hey, <laughs> look at me. Yeah, look, yeah. Sucking
0: up life. How's <laughs> your kind of jogging off. along? <laughs> <laughs> jogging so, along. <laughs> fucking asshole.
1: <laughs> so that's essentially a sky burial in a nutshell, at least the Tibetan one. Um, obviously, there's a lot more nuance to it than all that. Picture monks chanting and saying prayers, the bright prayer flags, um, you know, covering ancient rocks and painted bones surrounding the burial site. To see this firsthand must be a profound experience. And it's not just me that thinks so. Here's where we get to the sinister side of the Tibetan sky burial tourists. Fucking ruin like, everything. Mm hmm. All you want is a little peace and quiet while your aunt is devoured by hungry vultures. And then some Chinese guy shows up with a camera and a box of (laughs) ding-dongs. Now I know that probably none of us can relate to a sky burial. But take a minute and think of a loved one of your own who has passed away. Think about how you felt when they were buried. And when you spread their ashes in a place that meant something to them. Now picture a pack of assholes showing up in puffy jackets, snapping photos over lit cigarettes and laughing out loud over your grief. This is the Sky Burial Tourist. And this makes me more sick than a naked body being picked clean by vultures. And I've been watching. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yes, it's like that fucking asshole on, god damn it. that fucking asshole what the fuck's that documentary we just watched malice in the palace that (laughs) asshole dumped the mountain dew on that guy it's just disrespectful if you're listening to the show fucking stop dumping pop on people you dick (laughs) (laughs) i got real upset the transition there (laughs) okay so anyway back to back to sky barrels um now, it's no secret, as we touched on, uh, that Tibetans chafe a little bit at Chinese rule. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's say that's an understatement. Uh, uh. In the last 10 years alone, almost 130 Buddhist monks have set themselves on fire in protest of Chinese rule. Yep. Uh, so when a pack of roving Chinese tourists show up to a sky burial that they are not supposed to be allowed to witness, mm-hmm. uh, Tibetans get a little upset. Let's put it this way: Imagine Canada takes over the U.S. I'm pointing up. Anybody that's this is yeah. Michael. Uh, okay,
0: t- technically you'd be pointing. You're pointing like oh uh, yeah, that's like west. Well,
1: Canadians are in heaven. I'm pointing <laughs> you're up. You're
0: pointing that <laughs> anyway.
1: So, um, yeah. Imagine Canada takes over the U.S. There are a bunch of dicks, and it really sucks. And then a busload of tourists shuttle down from Toronto to poke your dead grandma with a stick. I mean, that's kind of like that's the best way I can yeah. put it. Uh Sky burials are not meant to be seen by anyone other than the monks involved or the family of the deceased. And even this does not happen all that often, them seeing it. Mm-hmm. In most cases, sky burials are performed at night or right at dawn. <clears throat> this, and a lot of the time, the site itself is elevated above the family to spare them the nitty gritty yeah. if they don't want to see someone they love beaten by vultures. Yep. Uh, these burials are private, meaningful, and personal. They stem from the Buddhist ideal of generosity, of giving back. Mm -hmm. uh, These people are giving over their flesh to these birds as sustenance. It's a selfless act. They're doing something good, even though they're dead. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about uh, dark tourism before on the show, and there's a place for that. Mm -hmm. There's some pretty freaky-sounding stuff out in the world that I'd like to see, but this is just disrespectful.
0: Yeah, namely your bathroom.
1: Oh, come on. I just (laughs) said I shit out in the lawn. (laughs) So, really, Mandy's the only one who's in the bathroom. Where the fuck do you clean those toes at? Huh? I don't clean them. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get to them when they're always stuck in Mandy's socks. <laughs> okay. So, All right. but yes, this is just, it's just disrespectful. And I'm not bashing the Chinese. There's just a lot of Chinese that are obviously like, right next to Surrounded. Door, so typically, yeah, yeah. And it's in their blood to be tourists. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Take pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, looking back, I guess I have done some China bashing on this show. Uh, some? All right. <laughs> well, sorry. Um, I I watched this uh, the short documentary on YouTube that's just about the tourism issue uh, at Sky Burial sites. Uh, and <laughs> there's this—I'm going to try and be serious because there's this one really striking scene. Uh, the burial is happening just over this knoll on the side of this incredible mountain. And here's this lone monk— shaved head, red robe, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And he's got a stick in his hand as he stares down, like, two or three dozen tourists. Oh. And, like, uh, then, like, he starts to stalk toward them and raises the stick, mm-hmm. and they all scatter. Oh, and really? And back down the mountain to their cars. And you can see, like, it doesn't, you can watch this, and you can see how upset this guy, this monk is. Like, he's upset that, that this is being belittled. Yeah. Um, and I think it's completely lost on these people that they were just there
0: for the spectacle. So, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that, that's I, I guess from the monks' perspective, very frustrating. I'm it, sure like, the whole thing is supposed to be a very meaningful event. And, um, but yeah, to to have that, that's that's. And ridiculous. I'm interested in it, but yeah, I wouldn't it, do it's that. It's interesting. It'd be it'd be cool. T- I mean, and not cool, but. It'd be a, an honor, I guess you would say, to get to witness that. Exactly. But to stand there like some jack-off and pull Just your like phone your out. Just like you're at fucking like, Disneyland. Yeah. like What are I, you going to do, live stream it and be like, hey, y'all, I'm at the fucking I'll, sky burial. Exactly. Because, like, <laughs> like so, let's, say, let's say, like, I because it's not
1: – how do I put this? I don't like. I don't want to watch somebody get eaten, but just the experience. like of yeah, let's not say,
0: something that's going to happen every day no, in your life. Let's yeah. say
1: I get real chummy with a Buddhist monk, and he's all like, Chris, you're the best. Love the- <laughs> 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 just like that. Love the show. By the way, I'm going to die today, and tomorrow all my monk friends are going to flame me and feed me to a couple dozen vultures. It would mean a lot to me if you'd be there. Yeah. Then I'd go. <laughs> that's meaningful. Yeah. Then I'd go. But that's probably not going to happen. <clears throat> Uh, My opinion on Sky Burials doesn't really matter, but it's definitely changed since I started reading more into them. Mm -hmm. I'd really like to see this. It has weight to it. Yeah. It really does. But I know it's not meant for me, and I can respect that. Mm Mm-hmm. But what a way to go, man. That's pretty wild. What a celebration of somebody's life. uh If I had to choose between being shut up in a box and buried six feet in the ground or being eaten by vultures at dawn on the top of a mountain in Tibet, just as the sun crests the horizon. I don't think there's any question. Yeah, that's epic. That's great. I would like that means that you like that person. Well, you know, I I mean, that's just so fucking cool. So in closing, uh, until I meet my new best monk friend, I'll content myself with putting up increasingly larger uh, bird feeders in my own yard.
0: (laughs) The day I get home and look over and you're tossing out, like, like dead animal corpses. Like, I'm oh, getting the birds warmed up here. There's an eagle down there. I don't know if he'd do it or uh, not.
1: Yeah, yeah, he'd look at you and just be like, nah, I don't want any of that thing. But I keep watching that
0: hummingbird out front. I'm just like, I don't think he could do you know, the I'd job. Just sit there and poke you to death. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> while you were telling that, I was thinking, like, man, you could really spin this off into some twisted revenge story. So... Like, someone gets murdered, right? And they get murdered by someone, and it's a big big to-do. There's a sky burial. They go up. They get eaten up by the birds, and the guy who murdered them is watching, and he's like, ah, yeah, there he goes. He's dead. He's getting eaten. And then right then a vulture flies over, and he looks up. The vulture shits. And it gets yeah. in his eye, Ooh. and it infects him and kills him. Slowly. Slowly, yeah. That's like a, the whole time yeah.
1: we're like watching all these Chinese. They're not all Chinese. Okay. You know, There's well, a lot of tourists. Yeah, yeah, but we already got listeners in Taiwan, so fuck China. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. No, all I could think about was like them scattering and these birds taking shits on them.
0: Yeah, just shitting on them, yeah. They were
1: seriously smoking cigarettes and like laughing watching this. They had snacks. Like, That's fucking weird. And, like, I feel like I shouldn't... Okay. So I watched that, and I actually did manage to find part of... Uh, somebody shot part of this, a Sky Burial, and I watched it. Yeah. And it was uncomfortable. I'm sure. But I kind of, at the same time, like, I'm glad I... St- I felt bad because here I am bashing on these guys mm-hmm. and I'm like fucking watching it on the internet. Well,
0: there's a, a difference in, like we just said, you know, to be respectable and to see something like that and to be like, wow, this is an honorable thing. I can witness this, so on and so forth. But to show up and fucking smoke cigs and snack and chat and laugh with your buddies like, oh, look at that one. Got a big old chunk yep. of, you know, you got got that guy's toe, you know.
1: I got us a lot of the money from like these monasteries goes to litigation, like, to try and combat this because local political leaders, mostly Chinese, uh-huh. are the ones that are encouraging this. Really? They're getting paid on the side to kind of tip off tourists where these are happening. Wow. I just can't imagine, like, why would weird. you do that? And yeah. then, ugh, Fuck you if you're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, that's, that's, that's that's I I'll wait till uh, at the end I got a couple on yeah, rel- yeah, I didn't yeah. even get to Towers of Silence, but it's like a whole other show on its
0: own. No shit. No, that was good. I didn't know anything about that. I like I knew about the, the natives, how they had the platforms. I I, I guess yeah, I did yeah. know, but not the Tibetan one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I would uh Yeah, I'd take that over a burial any day.
1: Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, that's the so same cool.
0: horse and pony show of the you know, walking through and Everybody's uh, like,
1: oh, God, I'd rather the family be up on a fucking mountain. I don't know, if, I don't know. If they'd want to watch me get eaten, <laughs> but <laughs> but like yeah, when the bring
0: that up next family dinner, the
1: one I watched in one of the short documentaries, like they swarm the the corpse, mm-hmm. and you can't even see it.
0: Wow, it's just
1: a mound of vultures.
0: Well, I can imagine being that remote up in the mountains like that. I'm guessing food when they come by it is like
1: yes, and like, they had it's. Uh, I think it was in the '80s when they they finally China, the Chinese government put it on, put them on an endangered, not an endangered, but a threatened species Threaten. list because they were, the population was dropping uh-huh. and sky burials were suffering. So I guess since then, they've, no. they're back up again. So That's good. And if you're a bird watcher, <laughs>
0: what better way to go? Two for one. I want to be cool as shit. <laughs> oh, that's great. Make you into suet. <laughs> <laughs> Make me a human suet block. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. I that's got a it. story. <laughs> Would you like to hear it? Fuck yeah, man. All right. So mine's a little more. Uh, you get your well, book over there. I keep trying to not look at it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I'm glad you picked a general thing, like an overview of thing, because I have a specific story. All right. Closing my hands. Here we go. He's warming him up. All right.
1: Put him on your knees. Here we go.
0: <clears throat> it's a terrible day. One of the worst that you will face in your lifetime. Today is the day you must lay a loved one to rest. You've spared no expense in making sure that their send-off is perfect. The obituary was masterfully written, the casket is top of the line, and the floral arrangement is as beautiful as a spring garden. The funeral director guides you into the back, so you may see the body of the dearly departed one last time. And as he slowly opens the casket lid, you're horrified to see what lays before you. What you thought was supposed to be the corpse of beloved Uncle Jerry, has now been replaced with a 300-pound woman you don't know who's been painted up like a circus clown.
1: Are you fucking serious?
0: Kind of. Okay. All right. You demand an explanation, but the funeral director simply stutters and runs off to avoid the ass-beating you're about to deliver to him. Confused and angry and broke, you now stand alone in a cold room with a corpse you don't recognize and more questions than answers. But if you think that's bad... Wait till hear about what went down in one of the worst funeral homes in modern history. Is okay. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. Go ahead. Okay. Wait. Why do you know something? No, I.
1: You. I thought you told me to avoid California. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. Yeah. That's it. I don't know all anything.
0: Right. Today's story takes us to 1980s sunny Southern California, where we meet a young man by the name of David sconce. Hi, David. Yeah. David was a handsome, smooth-talking type A hothead, who in his teen years used to pass the time by beating up homeless drunks for fun, and not once, but twice burglarized his ex-girlfriend's parents' house to prove some weird point by then later confessing to her that he did it. He got a misdemeanor from that stunt, but ultimately kept his nose clean through the college years. We're not type A, right? You and me? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Not really. Good. No, no. By 1982, David was 26 years old and in need of some direction in his life. After his college football career petered out um, out a few years prior, he was kind of in a weird life limbo looking to make something of himself and looking to make some big bucks in the process. He tried a few different jobs, like working in his father's sporting goods store until its closure. He dealt cards at a casino, and he was uh, usher at a hockey game. But all of those proved to be quite fruitless. But there was one thing David could always fall back on for a career, the family business. You see, David's grandfather had operated a very successful funeral home and cremation business that was respected throughout Southern California for many decades, known as the Lamb Funeral Home. And by 1982, not only was his mother uh, Lori Ann and father Jerry employed there, now David was as well. Feeling the yuppie vibes that were flowing through upper-class 20-somethings in Pasadena at the time, David was looking to make his own fortune, and he was hungry for the action. So he had worked out a deal with his parents to become the funeral home's director of cremations. You might think, okay, so he has a little better job than some people. You know, how does one get rich burning up bodies? Well, let me tell you. David came up with an audacious plan to undercut every funeral home in town and offer cremations for only $55, which well, is a crazy deal. I didn't even tell you what they are now. Uh, they're expensive. Okay. but Which is a crazy deal considering the average cost was $100 for uh, a cremation. Most people in the business thought uh, they were nuts, and you'll come to find out that yes, what they did was fucking nuts. That $55 cost didn't really matter to the sconce family because David began to burn in bulk. That's right. He would stuff the furnaces full of bodies. Not just one or two extra bodies on average. On average, they would load 9 to 15 bodies at a time. Holy fuck! Yeah, making a game of how many they could load into the ovens.
1: It like Jenga? (laughs) Or wait, no, I guess it wouldn't be Jenga. I don't know uh, what game you stuff things into.
0: It'd be like Tetris. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like Tetris. body
1: Tetris. Or columns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I always like columns better than Tetris. <laughs> Anything, anyway, go ahead. Workers would use 2 by 4s and hooked poles to push and pull bodies through the retorts. Retort ovens is what they are. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh-huh. I'm holding it back. <laughs> okay. So sometimes a fun job. I mean uh, sometimes hooking a corpse through the face, groin, and armpits. Never mind, that doesn't tell Yeah. For obvious reasons, this was very illegal. And David was careful. Yeah. Yeah. David was careful to hire shifty dudes to uh to work who also didn't ask many questions. They just kind (laughs) of Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So David cranked out ashes from the family crematorium 24 hours a day, and as those ashes came out in bulk, the workers would then toss them into a shitty cement mixer that had two shot put balls in it as to pulverize the remains to a fine dust. You know, real high-end equipment, you know. Holy Because there's a proper machine that does this. Yeah, yeah. No, not a cement mixer with shot put balls in it. Oh, man. Yeah. From there, they would get scooped and weighed out in coffee cans to fill up the urns. Approximately three and a half pounds of ash for a woman and five to seven pounds for a man. Just right out of the bin.
1: You're getting everybody.
0: Yep. The ashes would then finally make it to the unsuspecting family. Thinking they got all of grandma in that urn, but really, they got the neighbor's leg, the local mechanic's head, and some hobo's ass. Like. Just all mixed in, (laughs)
1: multi-grain, like
0: multi-grain Cheerios. I had a lot of multi-grain bread on vacation. Oh, did you last week? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You went to uh, Delaware. Delaware. Yay. (laughs) Anyway, all right. But the ball cremations wasn't the only thing this young hip entrepreneur was doing to make his millions. David was also in the mining business, the gold mining business. And no, he wasn't out in a stream wearing a goofy prospector's hat panning for gold. He was wrist-deep in the mouths of cadavers. Ah, I was going to say that. Ripping out gold fillings and crowns with pliers you would buy from the hardware store. On some occasions, the jaws of the dead would be locked so tight that he would literally pry them open with a crowbar. Workers reported hearing the gruesome cracking sounds from across the room. Like, he wanted the fucking gold teeth that bad. And it was Jesus. the 80s, like, I mean, get money from gold, but it wasn't like it is now.
1: Well, I asked, so, we just, like, these run, like, 24 hours a day. So, like, are there just more people dying, or he just undercut everybody's by so much that they're just, they're, but everybody's they going taking to him.
0: everybody there. Everybody. Everybody's bodies. Everybody. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Not being content with only making money from broken teeth and barrels full of ashes— David found yet another way to exploit the dead. Taking a page from Dr. Frankenstein, David had also set up a new side business that dealt in body parts. Hmm. By using very misleading language in the release forms that families of the deceased signed, he essentially got rights to harvest parts from every corpse that passed through the funeral home. So he would, like when you would get a body in, and you have to sign off the paperwork and everything, they say, well... Sometimes we have to remove some tissue to take out like a pacemaker or any medical device yeah. or anything. So that phrase removal of tissue like covers it, everything? No, they misleadingly said that, but it they said yeah, it covers everything so they would just fucking go to town.
1: I've heard that real legs are the best prosthetic legs. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I don't that's a true. true. I don't think that's true.
0: <laughs> Um, uh, these organs would then be sold off to medical schools across the U S brains, hearts, eyes, and lungs out the door. Yep. Slinging body parts. But just like the ads of the 1980s asking parents about, do you know where your kids are? You might be asking yourself, where was David's parents while all this was going on? Well, old Lori Ann and Jerry sconce were busy working on a racket of their own. While their son was busy robbing the dead, the two parents were busy setting up pre-need trust accounts for their customers, a.k.a. a prepaid funeral account, like a like a college fund for the dead. Okay,
1: know? yeah. Yeah.
0: Which isn't necessarily illegal, uh, but uh, they would then skim off the interest from those accounts. Huh. So they would just take all the money from it. Yeah. Uh, and, yes, they also knew full well what David was up to in the old smokehouse out back. It really was a family of 20th century grave robbers. Like, they were just... No shit. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, fuck, think <clears throat> about, what, 19th century?
1: That's where, like, a lot of doctors get to, you know, test to move your mouth up. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, like, uh, I mean, experiment on people. That, oh, yeah. yeah, grave robbers, just mm-hmm. sell them to universities and... Yeah.
0: They really, it really was. I mean I'm not 19- condoning. This. No, no, it wasn't very good, no. Um where the hell was I? Okay. With everything humming along relatively smooth by the mid nineteen eighties, David was ready to expand his cremation business throughout California. And what better way to do that than to hire some of your jacked shady employees to go beat the fuck out of your competition? This is wild. Uh
1: huh. What's w-
0: David's ethnicity? He's a, a white dude. Like he's a Isn't like he Italian sconce. I don't know. Uh, oh no, sconce. No, I guess
1: that wouldn't be. What no. is a sconce? Isn't it like a small a wall, hole in a wall?
0: <laughs> That's a glory hole. Oh, <laughs> David, glory hole. Oh okay. no, a sconce is a wall light, like a wall mounted light. You know, it's well, a not sconce a sconce like a pastry, uh, a scone.
1: I guess I don't know what a sconce is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Doesn't sound Italian. <laughs> well, Lamb was his mother's maiden name. The Lamb Funeral Home. Oh, so ah, okay. whatever it's Lamb is, Irish. I don't know. But yeah, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, potato. I don't know. <laughs> On more than one occasion, David had his rivals assaulted and bloodied, all in the name of the funeral home business. But sometimes the beatings weren't enough. And David would often ask his sketchy co-workers about hiring hitmen or finding out where he could buy poison. He was now potentially dipping his toes into the murder business as well. Holy
1: fuck! Isn't that what you were we just talking last day? Is it like, what was it, Thomas Burke? Right? Is uh, that what you're talking about? The guy that... Yeah, uh, we, yeah,
0: you were... Because I thought you said something about Burr, and then you're like, no, Burr. God damn it, it's in the book right underneath Oh, okay. Me. We'll wait till after. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But this expansion wasn't just limited to strong-arm tactics of beating up the competition or threatening to murder people. David also opened up another crematorium in the nearby small town of Hesperia. This was partially due to the fact that in early night no, in, in 1986, a fire had destroyed his previous crematorium. I know, how does something <laughs> right, right, listen. How does something that's meant to be on fire burn up? Well, when one of your shifty employees gets high on crack and stuffs thirty-eight bodies into wow. the into did the he get a record, was that a record? That was the record. That's why he did it. He wanted to break the record and show everyone up. That's an ambitious method. Stuffed it full, set it, got it, let it go, and then went to his house to smoke more crack. Like, okay. Yeah. Listen, I know I said I want to go to a sky burial. I want to watch a meth that burn thirty-eight <laughs> bodies at once. That's amazing, right? Good for that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. What a what a great fail there. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when he gets high and cracked, stuffs thirty-eight bodies into the retort. It kind of plugs up the vent stack and ultimately burns down the whole fucking building. But luckily, the new building was finished just in time.
1: Might you you- keep him
0: on. I don't think so. Okay. Mind you that it didn't bear any markings of a crematorium. In fact, it was labeled Oscar Ceramics and was reported as being a manufacturer of high-temperature ceramic products. This way, David could avoid all that pesky red tape. he's lying. (laughs) Building a proper facility. He would tell people that it was for the NASA space shuttles, the tiles. Seriously? Uh Wow.
1: Do they have ceramic tile in the space shuttle? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how they
0: re-enter Earth. Oh, okay. I'm just picturing kitchen floor. No, no. (laughs) No, no. So utilizing his new improperly built retort ovens, David got busy loading in bodies and pumping out black smoke for the town to enjoy. Almost instantly, the locals began to complain of vile odors coming from the ceramics business. Like the sriracha factory. Yeah. Yeah. From all hours of the night. Uh one of Oscar Ceramics' neighbors, who was a World War II veteran, <clears throat> stated that he knew exactly what that smell was and what they were up to. This I was due the to the smell of burning bodies. This was due to the fact he was with the units that spearheaded into Germany and were some of the first to discover the Nazi death camps. Okay, I feel bad saying yeah. that. Now. <laughs> How's that comment feel? Gross? <laughs> some with the bodies still burning. Oh, Jesus. So he fucking knew. Christ. Yep. Uh, It was a haunting aroma that didn't escape the old vet's nose. Uh, It was finally this straw of smoking out a town with the ashes of dead bodies that broke the camel's back for the Sconce family to ultimately face the scales of justice. Now, most people in the funeral industry knew exactly what they were up to, considering that in 1981, before David took over, the Lamb Funeral Home had reported only 194 cremations, but by 1982, that number jumped to 1,675. No, nothing nothing suspicious about that at all. And by 1986, they were burning over 8,000 bodies a year. Holy shit. Yep. But anytime someone in the industry started to question them, David would just send his goons to kick their teeth in. This time, however, the gig was up. In early 1987, the local fire marshal, working on a tip from the county's air quality engineer... Rated Oscar Ceramics and made the grisly discovery of what was really going on. From that point on, the house of cards that David Sconce had built came crashing down. As investigators dug deeper and ex-employees began to roll over, more light was get- <laughs> what from an overdose <laughs> rolling over on them. More light was getting shed on the insane operation the family was running, and everything eventually came out. The bulk cremations, organ harvesting, gold theft, assaults, and skimming accounts all hit the newsstands like a bomb. By the time the prosecution was done, the family had acquired a total of 67 charges between the three of them. Like all misdemeanor and felony charges. Holy shit. Yeah. With David facing the most. However, the legal proceedings that took place uh, after the arrest were almost as vile as the crime. Literally the entire second half of the book I read was about the case itself. Uh, apparently the California justice system is a fucking train wreck. That's a shock. Yeah. So to keep it simple, all three members of the sconce family eventually did hard time with David receiving the most. Uh, to this day, David is still in prison and his parents served three years each, but it took for fucking ever to sentence every, like it was, I, It doesn't I, matter how cut and dry something. I is, didn't even want to like yeah. attempt to explain just the court proceedings. Me. All right. Well, Wait. So when did he go into jail? He got arrested in 87. Okay.
1: So he's uh,
0: still in prison now. That was, yes, partially parole violations and things like that. He did get out. He got five years, I believe, but he only served two and a half, got out, parole violations, back in. His parents didn't even get sentenced till fucking 1995. Jesus. Yeah, if that tells you any, like, the judge they had, the first judge, like, ended up throwing out half the charges— The prosecutor had to go after that judge to try other charges. It was a fucking joke, so I didn't even want to get into it. So, but uh, so next time you're at a funeral and a family member is complaining about the corpse having too much makeup on or the flowers, you know, aren't what you ordered, just tell them about this little tale, and maybe they'll they'll appreciate you know what time they have left with their loved one so i've never heard of that you never heard that story No, nope, that's fucking amazing i got it written here this needs to be a fucking docuseries or something what's the name name of the book the book i read was uh it's called a family business by ken, sounds italian by ken N is it englade let me see yeah so ken englade yeah so he uh like i got reading the book and i'm like fuck i was late getting it finished the the dude wrote it in like 1991 oh so okay i had to like further research after What's the happened fact since then yeah but no it was like there's another video on this too that ask a mortician that lady
1: oh caitlin Doty yeah yeah she's fantastic. she has an
0: awesome video on this i suggest watching that um i will now because you told me not to you said don't yeah don't watch it in yeah. california
1: caitlin Yeah, that, so that's I, what kicked it off but uh, she owns a funeral home mm-hmm.
0: uh, undertaking la yeah i think uh yeah let's see here oh and as far as the murder charge he was tried for murder for poisoning okay but it got thrown out and they could never prove it but there's a lot of uh suspicious things around the guy who died um it was it was a whole thing what's his that. actual sentence like but, how long well, I think they got him on he won't be up for parole until next year. Oh uh, okay yeah so like even like to get a chance. Can you on imagine it? if he tries to open another funeral home <laughs> or a ceramic company. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna do much in no? his life at this point no David uh, right yep David sconce uh, let's see he did have other shady be- uh, business ceilings outside of the funeral business but for the sake of time I didn't add him like bus tickets like forged bus tickets um he had tried other like business ventures early on that were just he was a shady fucker he sounds
1: like a piece of shit yeah so
0: what <laughs> oh there's I- go ahead go no, ahead. No, no 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 please all right to to add to this all right he drove a corvette like some fucking white flashy corvette and his license plate was I B R N 4 for you I burn for you? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, this- he was the cremation king of Southern California. Wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. I wonder if they get – so they get
1: some sort of um, – what do I want to say? Not a reward, but, like, some
0: sort of compensation or something for – how many bodies they could fit into it, or was it just bragging rights? I think it was just bragging rights between all of them. Like, you, would, they would get more money, I guess, if you could cram more bodies in. Because it sounds like they were really trying pretty hard. Oh, yeah. So it, if everybody, I mean, everybody's saying nobody wants to work now, just find fucking meth head. <laughs> Somebody got crack head who wants to burn bodies. Was meth the same as crack? Different. Yeah, there's methamphetamine know. and crack cocaine. I don't know my drugs. <laughs> you Obviously. Did, you went to health class, didn't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess. Fucking
1: no. You know, oh, hey, what are your, uh, what's his name, David? David Sconce. What, what do you call a David hanging from the wall with a flashlight? I don't know. A sconce. <laughs>
0: okay. That's <laughs> the best I can do. All right. <laughs> I just came off from of the hip. Head. That was yeah. good. Right off the dome or whatever. <laughs> Straight from the dome. Uh, that's uh, awesome. I really enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I, I hope someone does a documentary or that, something I about that. I can't believe yeah. they haven't. I know.
1: I mean, they will why. now that
0: we've talked about it. I don't know about that, but no, it was uh, it was quite an interesting story to learn about. Uh, yeah, I and I'll tell you, in researching this, there is a lot of fucking shifty funeral homes. In oh, I'm sure. That and shit that has happened at them, like, re- like f- I don't even want to. I don't know. There was just a lot of gnarly shit with funeral homes.
1: I hit bell. I'm not gonna say anything. Okay. Ah. Um, uh, what is it? Oh, but then like, and I don't want to say, if anybody that was <laughs> working <gonna> funeral home <laughs> listening to this, I'm not everybody, but I did very much doing like a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. Get the idea, of, like it, it is a business, it's a business, yeah. Funeral home, even when done legitimately, it's still a business. They're yeah. still gonna try and upsell you. They're still, to yeah. like, they're making money. Like that's it's like the funeral industry, like, like and, embalming, it's yep. unnecessary, really. Yep. Yeah, all the shit reading yeah. about like all like. How outside of like the US, pretty much the West, mm-hmm. how much like more personal death is. Yeah. Like uh, cultures that spend time with the body. Mm-hmm. Like they don't like, and I guess I didn't know this. So, you know, when somebody, like if somebody died this close to you right now, I would just assume I wouldn't even know who to call. Do you call the cops? Do you call the coroner? <laughs> like I, yeah, just, I guess. Like the body has to be taken away immediately. Uh uh-huh. It does not. I guess it is legal. Like it's it's not illegal to keep the body for like a few days, and like you hmm. can, like, I well, g- it's isn't more... there some
0: religions that do that? They'll keep it. Yeah. Um. Well, I know the Taraj tarajan? uh, in Indonesia. I don't know. They I keep... know, like, well, don't the, uh, doesn't Jewish people, don't they have to get buried within a day or something like that?
1: Um. I think. Uh. Fuck. I'm gonna sound like a moron because I was I was reading a whole bunch about like. Yeah, but Jewish, Muslim, like mm-hmm. maybe it's Muslim that need to be buried the same day, but then I've, like yeah. then there's like those Tarajans and Tarajans I think in Indonesia where they only they only do like a burial every so many years, so if like a, a family member were to die immediately mm. following that, they just keep the body in the house for like sometimes six seven years. Wow, listen to interviews with like people who like this kid that. Knew his uncle mm-hmm. for seven years, lived with him. He was dead the whole time, the whole time. But it did, it wasn't weird to them. Like they yeah, preserve. That's him. a cultural thing, I guess. Like, I mean, they feed it. Well, they put food out for him. They dress them. Yeah. And then they like some. I mean, there's all sorts of. I think it's kind of neat. Yeah, it's like, different. Yeah. Instead of just like shepherding the, <laughs>
0: you're, you're the like, you're the first one to try that. You're like, hey, you know, like someone a loved one dies, but you keep them for years. Oh, like. I
1: keep them. They don't keep me. <laughs> That yeah, is, yeah. Can you imagine my dead gap tooth grandmother's a fucking. <laughs> uh,
0: you <know>, jack tooth. <laughs> I don't think I'd age
1: well after I die.
0: No, no, no. Most people don't. No, I, I think you, uh, you, you kind of lose your vigor but after I, you're dead. I, I think can, that's the idea.
1: I can see the draw of like not having the body ushered away immediately. Not having, cause like they're just gone. You know, that's that's gotta be shocking. You know, like, like oh. Did you ever hear those last tells? I think they're called last tells. they are corpse hotels in Japan. Uh uh-uh. uh. Did you check this out? So the speaking of cremation, mm-hmm. it's something like close to ninety nine percent of like burial or whatever in Japan is cremation or body disposal. Mm-hmm. But there's so many people that there's lines waiting to be cremated. To get cremated, wow. So they've set up corpse hotels where the loved one is put into it's a fucking hotel. It's got a bathroom, a kitchen, a bed. And the family's given keys to it. And so for however they're preserved and for however long until they're cremated, the family can just go, like, go oh, see TV, the body, eat, hang out.
0: Wow. Yeah. Damn. No, that's – there's a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. And, I, and I'm and i sure people from those cultures be, like, look at us, like, why do they got it in the box? And why are they, you know, why is everyone, like, lined up, dressed up in suits? Yeah. Like yeah. –
1: what the f- oh, I should have wrote it down. I feel so stupid. Hmm. There was all this ugh, God damn it. It was a quote from somebody. I think it was a like Greek. Where like <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a Greek
0: I don't know. Some philosopher losers. It, it,
1: <laughs> it was like it was this cultural thing where like they had two cultures and like the one um like telling them like they, they cremate the body. Mm-hmm. And the coming in contact with another culture, this it was a long time ago. Yeah. They would eat the dead. And it was, that was their thing. They died and then, like, they ate their parents or whatever. But, and, like, <sighs> they told them that these people over here mm-hmm. cremate. And they were horrified by it. Like, that they would burn a body. Yeah. And then the people who burn the body were told that these people eat eat the body. They're horrified. Yeah, that's,
0: I could see that.
1: So it's whatever. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Well, Just well, I mean don't not whatever. Don't fucking <laughs> stuff 38 bodies into no, a oven. No.
0: No. Don't do that shit. He's like a shifty motherfucker. Yeah, that's that's beyond disrespectful for the dead. What went on? Uh there was more, but yeah, it was So yes, that uh that's the that's the funeral's episode. That was fun. That was as fun as a funeral can be, I guess. I enjoyed that. We put the fun in funeral. Yeah. No! Yeah. No. <laughs> no! No! But the hummingbird in funeral. Oh. yeah <laughs> Oh shit!
1: Uh, Do you have anything else? Um, let me see. Let me look at my notes that I didn't highlight because you told me not to highlight. I'm not. I can't see them because
0: you read every. Every. It's all highlighted. What's the point? Just read all the notes then. Well, I guess that's pretty much it. Got your
1: glasses there? No, I don't need them. No. Um.
0: Yeah, I'm happy it's still October,
1: though, man. I'm fucking watching a lot of horror shit. I told you the other day I finally watched Hereditary the other night. I'd never seen it. Said it was good, huh? Scared the living fuck out of me. Yeah. I had difficult time sleeping. I watched a lot of Seinfeld afterward.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I guess toward the end of it. Oh, real quick. Happy birthday. Thank you. To the show. Oh! <laughs> oh, it's been a year! It's a year! Yep. And we... Did it? Yep. We're. I. I don't want to get too into it because I think we're gonna do a little rear, rear, re- 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 a year in <laughs> review special at some point. <laughs> what did you like? My. <sighs> I thought you were trying to say retorter again. Or no, what that thing was. <laughs> a retort. That's what they're called. A retort. That's uh, a meth
1: head that puts bodies in. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, it is. Um. So yeah, we're considering doing a uh, year in review show. Um Oh, yeah, in December. So yeah, we got that coming up. yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to throw out a happy birthday. And if anyone out there has been listening to every episode and has listened to us for this whole year, thank you. Thank you very much. It's been great. Yes. We're we having really a great time. It. I think it's getting a little better. Uh-huh. Having fun. Yeah. We want to hear from you guys. Like, just send us a message. Send us a hello or, yeah. you know. If you're keeping – a dead relative in your house right now. Take Let a us picture know. Of him and put it on Instagram. Yeah, tag us. Tag us Ta- yeah. at, t- t- pod- <laughs> at yeah. ts podcast official. Tag your dead relative. Don't do that because we're gonna get roped into a fucking murder, and then we're gonna get interviewed.
1: No, what you say that yeah. right now? There's There's like a
0: nutcase just- who just killed someone. Who's like, oh, they want me to. They want me to put the corpse online. Is a murderer with a good sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> He's got good taste in podcasts, I guess. <laughs> Oh, fuck. All oh, right, oh, this is going hey, off the rails. Last
1: sec- one sec. I just want to say, I uh, I do want to... Uh, I think we're going to do a donation to the Pink Pumpkin this month. Oh, yeah. Because it's October. That's a local uh, breast cancer uh, charity.
0: Yeah, I was going to talk about that in the uh, soft serve.
1: Okay, never mind. Um, oh, and I do want to do a, a small donation to uh, the Order of the Good Death. Oh. It's super fucking cool. Anybody wants to check it out, you can join it for free. What do they do? They just uh, promote, like... Uh, there's different ways, different end of life stuff. It's that Caitlin Dodie and a bunch oh, of those girls. Oh yeah, that do yeah, it,
0: yeah. They have a little bit of a movement sort of. She thing. does a. Uh, she's
1: got a non not for profit funeral home that like, they involve people. If you want to go to the cremation, like they mm-hmm. just kind of involve people anymore. Hmm. It's kind of neat. Yeah. And but check that's... out the the Creststone project too. The Creststone. That's like the only legal uh, open air like cremation in the U S. Wow. Where they like actually burn fire. Yeah. It's like four hours south of Denver. Huh? It's super fucking neat. Wow. So. Check it out. Cool. Oh, and anything that's not a sky burial is a shy burial. <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding on to that all, all day. All right.
0: All right. Damn. That's well, I think good. I'm good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we hope you had a uh, good uh, listening experience. Good time. Um, yeah. Again, check us out on Instagram. We're at ts podcast official, and um, I go guess... team Taiwan! Oh, come on! You almost made it a whole fucking episode, and you just you couldn't help yourself, could you? You couldn't do. I'm ending it. That's it. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye for now. <laughs>